Nerds to get laid. We're invading Twitter. Invasion. Do you Twitter? If you Twitter, follow us at Nerds Who Get Laid. That's the at symbol with Nerds Who Get Laid. And hey, follow us and get entered into something pretty big coming up. Right, my penis. no one ever, Mike. All right, Nerds Who Get Laid. At Nerds Who Get Laid. Twitter. Welcome to Nerds Who Get Laid. Sometimes. Sometimes. Man, that was just so Listen, mediocre. only sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the sometimes has been on a long street <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> I am your host, Nathan. And with me tonight is Ray, Mike, and TJ. How you gentlemen doing? Pretty good. Fantastic. Pretty good. And Blaze... Is still not here. <laughs> Wait, he's going to be here the first, is what he said? I heard, I, well, <laughs> what I remember is, oh, I'm going to be here every other every week. Every other guys. week. I'm, I will believe it when I see it. Try so, I'm on course, the phone so we're doing this. Here's a funny thing. We... Uh, the other day we were talking we were talking shit on our text message thing that we send back and forth to each other and we're like fuck Blaze has not said anything on here for months. So we yeah. figured out we thought that maybe he muted us which went he claims it, he did. Which he claims he did not. We went and deleted him and added <laughs> him back and who has been talking on our chat a lot lately? Blaze has been on there like 100% a lot. Like, I think, I think yeah. Bla- Blaze has learned that we don't want no scrubs and we're about to kick him to the curb. <laughs> yeah. He's like inviting Are us you calling to go him? to I was about to call him. <laughs> yeah. Why well, we we've uh, this is I think our third try on uh every podcast we, we try we to do call a test Blaze. call. Just see if we can get on there. Let's see if we get him. It's ringing. Well, he might be working. <laughs> he might be at the Renaissance oh, cool. festival. Yeah. Shovel <laughs> uh, <laughs> up or yeah, shit. Ma'am. Well, we'll try again next Sunday for you guys. Cuz we figure if he can't be here in person, Maybe we can get him on the phone, just so we can hear that beautiful, weird voice. Hey, weird guys, the patient <laughs> beat the shit out of me. What are you guys up to? Yeah, because the medi- uh, Medieval Fest is in town. Hogtown this weekend, next weekend. Yeah, anybody going to go? I never know when it's in town. I think I'll go next weekend. I have stuff going on next weekend. Important stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> I, I, uh, I go. Yeah, I was actually going to try and go today. Uh, kid got sick, so we're going to see what happens next weekend. I've only went once. I don't know. It was it was all right. I mean, medieval festivals to me are always the same. It's a bunch of people hawking a bunch of cheap shit. It's good for about yeah. twenty minutes, and it's time to go. Yeah, you walk in and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool, and then you realize it's the same turkey legs you get at theme parks. <laughs> yeah, it's uh this really crappy beer, and then I love like There's yo Subway, and uh, stuff yeah. like that. a bunch of like stretch marks titties you <laughs> yeah. don't want to see all yeah. smashed up just, together. Just the most busted of busted people you can see. I think Renaissance Fair girls are the scariest girls, also. Yeah, our illustrious Stephanie Tyson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one yeah, day, a, a Renaissance girl. One day we'll get a uh, Ray to regale us with how him and Allison met at the Renaissance <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Madam, <laughs> your bosom overrunneth, <laughs> calleth me chesteth Ray. <laughs> but enough about us and our medieval love, Ray. Tell us about the news. <laughs> 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 All right. 
extra, extra. <laughs> Ray all about it. <laughs> really? That's the pun? That was the one that did it. That was the yeah, best one. All right. I'll so be easy Simon Pegg and Doug Jung is going to be writing the uh, Star Trek Three movie after everyone in the world has dropped out of it. Um, I think this could actually are, be good for that franchise. Why are people dropping out of it? J.J. Uh, Abrams went to do the better Star Wars. Um, are we sure it's better at this point? It's better, yes. <laughs> a bad Star Wars is better than a good Star Trek. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired! I know, right? <laughs> I'm trying to so, think of. I'm trying to think of. A so take decent, that, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of a decent Star Wars at oh, all. All right. Um. So what do y'all think? Um. Yeah. I, whatever. I don't like Simon Pegg. Yeah. I, I, I thought a, that was interesting. I hate American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> He's just the rudest they're judge. Both, they're both British. It doesn't matter. Good point. They're all the same. Um, I, I, I just, I mean, I guess he's a nerd, and I can see where it comes from. But, I mean, all I know of him is, is his comedy work Yeah, that he does. So, I just don't see him sitting down and writing down Star Trek or something. I think like he's that. a big, he, he, well, he's I a huge think Star he's Trek a huge fan. Star Trek fan. I, and like I said, I, I get that. Um, so, I'm probably wrong. I mean, I just, I'm just not that big of a fan and of And he's his, a decent so. writer. I have a, I have a feeling that Scotty's going to have a bigger part in the next movie. Yeah. I don't know how I came up with that. So you like, don't know why. You just have this premonition. The Scott's revenge. Yeah. <laughs> you see, like, Kirk all bloody, like, we're not getting out of here. And you see, like, Scotty, like, lift up the entire, like, <laughs> reactor. Like, and then, like, he has, like, bang six chicks together. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is good for Star Trek. Uh, we'll see. A lot of people have dropped out of this. Um, they have, but they also have what's his name that does the Fast and the Furious movies directing it now. So that Enterprise is just going to be <laughs> so fast. And it's going to be so furious. furious. <laughs> <laughs> Us and the Romulans were racing pink slips. <laughs> we better get this thing at the warp speed. We got to go steal some high end cars. <laughs> It'd be great though. Like every time Sulu like fucking put the hammer down, if you hear like tires screeching, <laughs> like the Enterprise is burning out. <laughs> Dude, Vin Diesel will be the villain, man. Yeah. <laughs> I am the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's Big one parsec great. or 12 parsecs. <laughs> a win's a win. What's putting a sandwich? <laughs> Best quote from the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. Um, Melissa Bonist, is that how you, how uh, you say her name? I was hoping for Joan Hart. Yeah, I was hoping Bino, for Joan Bionist. Hart well. uh, She's from Whiplash and Glee. She's going to be Supergirl in the new Supergirl TV show. Yeah, I don't know which one that I is. Don't from care, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, is she the the brown haired girl? Yes, I believe so. She did have brown hair in the pictures I saw. I'm not familiar with her. I wonder if it's the main chick from Glee. I hate that bitch. I hope it's not her. Yeah. I think it was a different one, but I don't know. I think it's a different one. Okay. I don't think it's the main one. Because yeah, I'm. Uh, she was also in the hit movie Whiplash that you. <laughs> oh seen man, either. I saw that. Zero times. Yeah, I think yeah. isn't. I've a, heard of it three it, times now, and two I of them were right stop now. Stop watching Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that that um that roller Howard? derby oh. <laughs> movie? Whip? Oh, oh that, that's Whippet. I know. Okay. Oh, I thought Whiplash is when <laughs> that scene from JFK when he gets shot. Oh gosh, ouch! Too DJ. soon. Too soon. Race. R.I.P. Ray JFK. was there. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not her. So I'm Yeah, uh, that's a different Mike's album. showing us a picture, so I'm okay with that. Well, and we also got another uh, Supergirl, superhero girl, uh, Sansa Stark. Sansa. Um, what's her real name? 
Sansa Stark. She's going to be Jean Grey in the X-Men movie. And, I, and we also got a Cyclops and a Storm. What, what, I don't know who these people are. What do you think about this, uh, Ray? Because, I mean, I could give two it's shits. It's really interesting plays. that... They're going young. They're, they're going young. That's that's definitely... Um, mm. they, we kind of knew that. I um, can't stand uh, Sansa and Game of Thrones, so I, I don't see... Enjoying her as Jean. I, I've never liked. I Jean hated Gray her at first, but now I think she's so tragic. Sophie Turner. That's Sophie it, Sophie Turner. Turner. Um, the other two people, the Cyclops and Storm. I've never heard of these people. No, and the things I was, they were in. But that, but I mean, I prefer no names for stuff. I yeah. do too. I uh, do too. Hugh Jackman was practically a no name before Wolverine. And Hugh Jackman. Didn't watch Huge Jackman. Yeah. So I'm I'm good with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think this will be fun. Um, right. Sansa. I, I think she's a good actress. She I think is. it's interesting that they're, she, they're sniping some people from Game of Thrones. No, well, I mean, why not? Well, I mean, yeah. it's the top show on yeah. TV. Or yeah, they're you know, all go it's for the it. new hotness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get them while they're hot. Um, yeah. Chris Pratt wasn't available apparently. <laughs> yeah, to play Jean Grey. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Chris Pratt. He's so hot right now. Um, Chris Pratt is so hot right now. Yeah. Did y'all see the thing on Twitter yeah. where him and Chris Evans are having a fight over football teams because of yeah. the Super Bowl? A charity off or something? No, they're they're just giving each other shit about that. Like, well, it's like whoever loses like gets to hang out with burn victims or something like that. Yeah, and their and respective they're superhero costumes. And they're both really into that stuff. Yeah, uh, anyway, I think they'll. Already. I think they'll both show up at their children's hospitals and yeah yeah probably together why not and it, and it will people like Free us publicity for those guys our brains will explode <laughs> now they seem like good guys that would do that type of stuff yeah so good for them yeah i'm 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 good with that um i like hearing stories like that i'm not good with it i think they're using their fame <laughs> for <laughs> ill games to like Bring joy to some stupid kids. <laughs> Couldn't stupid get away kids. from a fire. That's what kind of kids? No. That's one of the only things I've actually liked that I heard about Giant Depp in the past 20 years is that everywhere he goes, he has the Jack Sparrow costume, and he goes to hospitals all the time to visit Yeah, all kids. the time he'll just show up. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was like, that's that's pretty legit, man. That's Show cool. up as a drunk pirate. Yeah. Steal <laughs> 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 favors hey, pretending to be drunk. I'm using air quotes. Hey, there. look, Timmy, your dad's here again. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like, I, I just, uh, he just loves hospital food. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got some more jello? <laughs> that's how he, how he saves money between that's a, Yeah, that's his big Pudding. thing. <laughs> he goes in and visits the kids but steals all their jello. <laughs> Listen, can I get paid in jello and other food? Just stuffs it in yeah. his pocket. And I'm Nurse away. Johnson, where did my morphine bag go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just hanging out in the broom closet. Like, yeah. oh, I love kids. Doing this for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the sick kids, Timmy. <laughs> um, are you familiar with uh, so writer up. and director Stephen Knight of the movie Locke? Ooh, you, Steve, no, I'm not. You forgot no, the last no. name. Shyamalan. <laughs> um, well, he's going to be the the he's the new person on board for the new World War Z reboot or sequel or something. Reboot. Um, well, he said he gave a quote that said, uh, "quote I thought why not? What fun? It's not quite like the other. Uh, we're starting with a clean slate. When they've signed off, we're on. Maybe they'll so, do the maybe they'll do the actual book. Yeah, uh, maybe that would be awesome." That's one thing I could think of that they would they, do. They could make that, like the book, and, and, and you would not would, even yeah, know. No one would be upset. Because I will say, I did finally watch it. I mean, I've said it before, and I, it wasn't that bad of a movie, but it just did not deserve yeah. the name. Yeah, I think it's called no. Ghostbusters, the real World War Z. <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> so George Lucas is going around uh, promoting his new animated film, 
And he says he's finally hey, seen that new anime film looks pretty cool, actually. I thought it looked really bad. No, that animation's really well, good. Well, the animation's really good, but the like story that I got from the trailer looked I'm, real bad. I'm all for it. And we know how I feel about yeah, animated films, so I'll probably never see it anyway, so I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But, uh, he and said it's George he, Lucas, so yeah. I'm probably not going to see yeah. it. But he said he finally saw the trailer for uh, for the new Star Wars like months later, because you yeah, know he's probably sitting there at I call Skywalker. total bullshit on No, I don't. I think he was sitting there at Skywalker Ranch pouting, being mad that he got billions of dollars or whatever it was for it. Um, and it's just like, I'm not going to watch it. But he uh, he gave a little interview thing, and uh, he said none of his ideas are being used. Uh, that Which, he sold Disney. Oh, my God, a minute and a half trailer, and none of the ideas that nope. he had popped up in the minute and a half trailer. He said when he, when he sold the stuff to Disney, he gave them, like, he sold all his ideas for the next movies, and he said they're not they're not going with any of them, like, which is still a surprise. Jabba the Hutt's grandson isn't even the Sith Lord. <laughs> 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 There's no five minute dance scene. Oh god! With a weird alien. And where are the Ewoks? They're supposed to be like acres and acres of acres Ewoks. Acres of Ewoks and <laughs> Gungans. And Welcome they to didn't. Ewok Acres, where we. Uh... <laughs> and they didn't leave any open blank spaces to CG a bunch of any bullshit in there ten years from now. <laughs> Uh, They're making tons of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> How are they supposed to re-release this 15 years <laughs> later with added scenery? They could have put Hollow Obi-Wan there. <laughs> Hollow Obi-Wan. <laughs> um, roll out Alec Guinness's dead-ass corpse. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, We've got him frozen in the basement. I don't probably. know. They bought him with, <laughs> with, with the, the movies. movies. <laughs> um, so there's going to be another Comedy Central roast that's set to, uh, to be coming out. With uh, Justin Bieber. Bring it on. It's all for charity, so that's good. That uh, is good. I'm excited, and I think that's the a sticking point, the reason they're doing Justin Bieber. But honestly, I don't think he deserves to be roasted. Well, it's kind of like shooting so how many, fish in a barrel. Um, how many no, days? Simple. So how many days after this airs does he commit suicide? That he kid, seems to have a, an okay sense of humor. I think he has, so. yeah. Because he did uh, Between Two Ferns with a... Zach Galifianakis, and I mean, he just... You mean Ray? Yeah, with Ray. <laughs> and I mean, he literally ripped on him the whole time for that. I mean, and he knew what he was walking into, so he knows what he's coming up Yeah, but the, uh, that between two th- ferns didn't seem like he even knew what he was doing there. But that's always... That's, that's the, the point. Yeah. yeah, they're supposed to act like... No, they, they no, no I'm, yeah, that, but where he should have reacted, like... Because they react sometimes, he didn't even. He could just be a he terrible just sat there. actor. Yeah, I was yeah that's say, probably what it I don't was. Think he's an actor, but I mean, he knows what he's walking into. I mean, if you've watched any of the roast, and I'm a, yeah. I love the, all the roast. Um, I will watch just because they just will just rip him. A new yeah, asshole. they'll destroy him. He better bring himself an extra roll of toilet paper because they're ripping a new asshole. <laughs> But all right, that's enough well, about it. When's it come out? Did you get that? Oh. They usually announce it I about just a month in advance. Yeah. Comedy Central will start whoring it out over everything you Big watch. Time, yeah. Anybody have a personal favorite roast? <clears throat> Shatner. I really actually enjoyed the Shatner James Franco one. James Shatner Franco is really good. good. I, 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 I still think Jerry Seinfeld's is my favorite. I don't know if I ever watched that. That one. was like the very first one, the televised oh, yeah. one. I might have to go back and watch But that was also a bunch of old school comedians like before, you know, Greg Giraldo died and everything. Greg Giraldo was always really good. Um, yeah, I loved him. I love him and then uh, 
the main uh, roaster, the uh, the fat Jew guy. I can't. I can never. I'm There's a lot of those in Hollywood. Je- Jeffrey uh, Ross. Jeffrey Ross. I'm a big fan of his. Actually, he's really good. He didn't. He, he dressed. I like the one he dressed up as Gaddafi. <laughs> For Flavor Flav, he had like cornrows. I think. Oh yeah. Like uh, he's pretty good. The, the only part I hate about the roast is when their friends go to roast them. It's always real. Oh, it's yeah, it's all really. awkward and gross. Yeah. Oh, the when Courtney Love. <laughs> Oh god! Dude, Pam Anderson. Oh, you're, <laughs> just, you're just. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I'm roasting you. <laughs> I'm roasting you. I forget for some reason what was that show that Jeffrey Ross had for a while. It was like a news thing. Yeah, uh, it, it was the funniest thing because he like roasted. A news. Well, that's the thing is like so, somebody said something. He's like, "What a dumb show! You roast the news." And I just thought it was the most ludicrous thing ever. Like, what a weird description. But it was a pretty funny show. It was a funny show. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. It was probably called like Angry Jew with Jeffrey Ross. <laughs> okay, moving on. No, that's all we got for news right now. All right. Well, cool. Well, Ray, thank you for eating an entire bag of nuts during the news. <laughs> yeah. They're delicious. Yeah. When we come back, uh, we got something extra special for you. It's the results from my colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> they came back positive, which is good. That means A+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple <laughs> <in> there. <laughs> Positively, dicks have been up there. so much beef vegetable soup just trying to kill it what are we talking about this week on nwgls we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart we're going to speak about westerns i'm not a person who when i was younger i watched westerns with my dad or anything uh I've always been drawn to sci-fi because on Sunday afternoons we'd sit around and watch old episodes of Star Trek. Um, Westerns, I got into them a little bit later in the game during my late teens and early 20s um, when I got in the stage where I wanted to watch all these classic movies and wanted to be really into cinema, kind of be the equivalent of a well-read person with, with movies. So I watched a ton of old foreign films, silent films, dramas, and Westerns. Now, I'd seen some westerns here and there, um, and none of them had really grabbed me until I went to the library one day and rented The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which is a movie you always hear about. Um, and it it was one of those movies in well, a list of like top 100 movies you should watch. So uh, I'd always heard about how badass Clint Eastwood was in general, not just in, in westerns, but this was my first introduction to to actually watching westerns and to a subgenre that I love uh, even more, which is spaghetti westerns. The colors and soundtracks from the from those movies and the way the people in the films dressed and their characters just didn't seem to give a damn uh, was always so appealing to me and affected me in a very real way. Enough so that when Alice and I got married, our rehearsal din- dinner was actually spaghetti western themed. Um, after that, I did some research on the internet and found out that The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly was actually one of uh, a trilogy of films. So I got a hold of Fistful of Dollars and for a few dollars more and uh, found out the director's name was Sergio Leone, hunting down more of his stuff, Once Upon a Time in the West and Duck You Sucker. After I consumed as many of the spaghetti westerns as I could, um, because some of them get pretty bad, I turned towards uh, John Wayne westerns, uh, which is a completely different style of western and that most of these films are um, actual good guys that are moral good guys, morally good, 
And John Wayne is always the best around. He's all man, and he takes care of business. A lot of the times when you bring up Westerns, people uh, nowadays will say, oh, I love Tombstone, <clears throat> which is an okay movie. But as Westerns go, I feel like it's relatively weak. Val Kilmer does play the best rendition of Doc Holliday ever. Uh, but that's almost all that movie really has going for it. Uh, if you're not interest, if you you are interested in jumping in westerns, there are definitely different flavors of them. Mo- uh, most Clint Eastwood westerns are about characters that are not necessarily of the moral nature, more of an anti-hero. John Wayne is almost always a badass that's just a good lawful character, or at least was at one time. And some some of times his stories have more of a redemptive property to the characters. And modern westerns can kind of be a mix of the two of those um, and can go to a lot of different places. Um, And a lot of people also only have a point of reference for westerns with something um, like the TV show. TV shows like uh, Bonanza and stuff like that can be cheesy or awesome according to how you feel about westerns to, to begin with. One of my favorite TV shows of all time is a western called Deadwood that was on HBO. So uh, with with all that, um, I was just going to ask you guys, are, are y'all into westerns as a genre? Do you typically find yourself like drawn to them, or is that something you tend to skip over? I would say, growing up, no. Um, it wasn't until my later years, like I'd say mid-20s almost, until I really started to appreciate a western. Because mm-hmm. now when I watch one or you know see stuff, uh, it's very appealing to me i think it appeals to the inner man you know here goes a guy usually uh by himself or maybe with a loner yeah a couple of friends or yeah or he has that one try and true friends which i think ties to a lot of guys because you look at you know through your life usually when you end up in your later years you only have one or two good friends so there's that appeal that because it'll be their friend that showed up they haven't seen in years and he's like i need you yeah and you got to pay that man card favor like hey all right i got to leave my family my kid and I got to go out and do this. Yeah, One of my favorites that's um, a little more modern like that, have y'all seen Unforgiven? Oh, yeah. oh yes. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a fabulous, fabulous uh, Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman, and they're old as hell. They've already lived the life, and they're they're just buddies. Yep. So that's probably my favorite Western. That It's, that's it's a up great there. One, yeah. But, yeah, so the, the genre – I think as I get older, it becomes more and more enjoyable. Because yeah. I, yeah, I didn't watch The Good, Bad, The Ugly till I think three years ago, if that. Oh wow! And yeah. I fell in love with it, loved it absolutely. Just like like, like you were saying, the style. Yeah. Because um, I like older cinema. And a lot of people don't. Watch it. Yeah, it yeah. it takes it because I mean, modernized cinema is so quicker. Like the, yeah. the cutscenes are faster. They're not as drawn out. Because a lot of these older movies are two to three hours long but there's not a whole lot happening They're, they really let stuff kind of build up uh but yeah so i can say yes now i do like westerns. Yeah. okay right on what what about them before um before that point when you saw that one made you kind of skip over them oh it's definitely growing up with my dad uh he's absolutely a huge western fan and when you're a kid you know, you don't want to watch these slow-moving movies. You yeah. know, like, I want to watch, you know, I want to watch Ninja Turtles or stuff yeah. like that. So, Westerns had just that bad taste in my mouth of just being boring. And, you right know, and I just couldn't be further from the, the truth now that you go back and yeah, watch these. them. Yeah. What about you, TJ? Um, I have a couple of my favorite Westerns. Um, I'll, I'll mention one that uh, was kind of a surprise to bring up, but Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a video game. It's a fantastic <coughs> Western story, though. Um, 
a man on a, a course to redeem himself from the things he had done in his life to try to you know get his family out of a situation and it is just an incredible incredible story yeah and game probably lasts about 20 24 hours long i mean it's it's a pretty long game and then the ending of it's just it it gets you um uh that's probably my favorite um western story uh lonesome dove is up there as well oh lonesome dove is fabulous um if you have an extra 16 hours definitely go yeah just just go get yourself that. some have some food delivered yeah you know have your wife sign for it at the door and everything <laughs> <laughs> that was one that uh, i th- uh, allison before we got married hadn't watched a ton of westerns and i somehow talked her into watching that i don't know what part of a 16 hour western she was into but um it was love right it must have, <laughs> it must been. have been but that's she, when you knew you could marry <clears throat> yeah she she absolutely loved it. Um, it's 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 a great film and just happens to be in it's the one western of those, genre. It's one of those movies too, where you know, in a lot of westerns, the, the female characters are sometimes very underdeveloped. There yeah. are certain archetypes and everything. And that one, the female characters are just well written. Um, the uh, everybody every character in it's just solid. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's a fantastic movie. So what about you, what about you, Mike? Are, is the Western genre something, normally something you find yourself drawn to or skipping over? It depends. Uh, I never really watched a lot of spaghetti westerns. I remember watching. Uh, I think I watched a fistful of dollars when I was younger and just mm. didn't really like it. But I was younger. I haven't had. I haven't got around to giving them a chance. I do like a lot of modern westerns. Like I did like Tombstone. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite is pretty close to either Unforgiven or Open Range. I like to Open okay, Range yeah. a lot. Oh, that was good, too. One, yeah. of, the, one of the things that I, I kind of find funny about a lot of Westerns is how um, a lot of the stories are taken from old samurai stories. Um, oh, yeah, like the Magnificent Seven was Seven yeah. Samurai. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty similar, you know. Absolutely, it's, uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, Ronan are, you know, lone wolf cowboys. You know, it's funny because... Uh, in uh, Yojimbo, uh, one of Kurosawa's movies, which I love, yeah, even one of the the villains had a six gun, and it was you know it it, it was just that much easier to draw those parallels between which westerns. Which is what uh, Fistful of Dollars is based off of, and there's one with I can't remember. It's not. It's sort of a western, but it's uh oh, what's his name? Uh, John McClane, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. There's a film that he does that's sort of a western e. Talk about last man standing. Yeah, it, it's playing. Yeah. It's playing two sides uh, of a town. Like you walk into a town yeah. and play both factions for your own gain. Zio Jimbo, fistful of dollars, and last man standing, which that also had Christopher Walken as like the bad guy. <laughs> well, one of the other things about the parallels between them is usually, um, it's about the the end of their era. Like a, a good samurai movie is usually about you know the end of the samurai era or the a really good cowboy movies like the end of the cowboy area like their life is their lifestyles are changing um things but, aren't going to be the same after well that was a lot like red dead you know at the yeah. very end of the game you know you're riding in a motor vehicle because it's 1910 yeah you know, but it's like 1870 you know out on the plains like you know it's uh the feel is old but you, you get the shock that it's actually 
you know, in their, you know, more modern times. This is the 20th century yeah. when this is taking place. That's yeah. one of the things. That, uh, the Sergio Leone films, one of the lesser known ones that he did uh, was called Duck You Sucker. And it was about a guy that. Which used, sounds like a black exploitation. I know, film, right? By the way. It, does. it does. And it, a lo- I, Duck You Sucker? I think that's why so many people, like, just ign- kind of ignored it. But it's about a guy in a Western town who has a motorcycle because it's th- that point. And uh, he he instead of using guns, he uses dynamite, and it's 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 a it's a, it's probably the weakest of those films because it's supposed to come right after uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly in that order. Um, but it's still like it's still a good film, and it's interesting to see that side of it that that's all going away. Yeah. So I, one of the things that even when I look back, even when I think about westerns now, that always. I have to be mentally prepared. It's kind of like, and this might not be for everybody, like movies that have a heavy overtone. So like Westerns are very sandy, a lot of Mm -hmm. tans, washed out. They put me in a very weird mood because I hate watching movies that are based solely in like snow areas, a lot of whites and stuff like that. So that was a big thing about Westerns that always was like, I just don't want to stare at the desert for two hours, you know? Well, truthfully, it's like I, I like more of the more modern ones because, well, some of them because it feels more... I hate to use the word gritty, but more realistic in my mind. Like, I'll, uh, because the older ones are so stylized. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, like the True Grit remake. Yeah, that was badass. True, I yeah. love that. And by the way, TJ was actually the first guy to introduce me to a John Wayne movie. It was uh, at the Red Dead uh, launch party. Uh, it was a uh, McClintock, which is a great film. Yeah. Love that movie. And then I watched the original True Grit after the remake, and that's great too. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, if you've if you've only seen the originals of things like Three Ten to Yuma and True Grit, like those are worth well, watching the original. The remake, so I'm gonna good. watch. Yeah. And they have a, that's one of my favorite soundtracks. But the guy who did that, uh, Bar- Marco Beltrami, is uh, he's just everything he does. It's really good yeah. music. He, he's a, he's a great uh, all, score writer. All of the the guy that did the um, the music, the scores for all the good, the bad, and the ugly. His name's Ennio Morricone. Um, and I have almost all of those on vinyl, and we'll listen to them all the way through. And before we close out any topic on westerns, we have to bring up Blazing Saddles, which, which, funny, enough, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. Oh, but I, I love it. I love a lot of the backstory but it's behind so it too. Classic, yeah. Um, like Gene Wilder's part was written for John Wayne. Really? Yeah, he Mel Brooks wanted John Wayne to play that part. And John Wayne read the script, and he's like, I would do it, but my, my career is too big for this. Yeah. He said, I'd love to do it. He said, he said, good luck with it. I love the script and everything. I just can't play that role. And passed it off, and Gene Wilder picked it up. Um, That's quite a yeah. quite a difference there. <laughs> it is. It's like, well, it John Wayne s- couldn't do it. Let's get Gene Wilder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, but. That's where that's the direction they went with it, but I yeah. mean that's who the role was written for. That's awesome. Um, I just love that he he presented it to him, and and you no know, John Wayne actually took the time to read over and was like, "Hey, love it. Let's. Yeah. I'd love to do it, but I can't. You know." And um, I, I like hearing that side of things on a movie's production. Yeah, yeah. So um, TJ and Mike gave us what well, their their favorite western. What's what's one of your fa- what's your favorite western, Nate? Oh, damn, my, my favorite. Your favorite Western. Back to the Future 3. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, I mean, that's it, a good one. To me, I Clint Eastwood. I would say there will be blood because to me that has a very western film, mm-hmm. um, which I think is almost a cop out because it's not your your basic cowboy yeah. guy, but it's set in that uh, scenario. If it was a true and true, uh, it'd probably be the good, bad, and the ugly. I yeah. mean, that's just such a great movie. I'm the soundtrack. Like you could have you could argue there will be blood because I was thinking about the oh, movie yeah. Cold Mountain. It's I don't think it's a cowboy movie, but. It's it, still based in like the the it, Civil War. It has era a feel of a western. Yeah, you yeah. know, a, a loner traversing you know yeah. hostile territory. Well, because uh, time and one thing I'll say about the True Bad and the Ugly because it's on Netflix, I think now. But because I watched it on the 1080 up conversion, and it's beautiful. It I it looks there's so good. one of my favorite westerns of all time is um, Sergio Leone wanted to do a gangster film, um, and he did Once Upon a Time in America. But before he did that, the the people were like you gotta do one more western for us so he did once upon a time in mexico and it's his three hour western um the first scene of it i think it's only about five minutes but the first scene feels like it's about 20 minutes but it's gorgeous um it's these bad guys waiting at a dirty old train station for a guy to show up and like one guy's sleeping under his hat and keeps, you know, there's a scene that's like 40 seconds long where he's blowing a fly off his lip and stuff like that. Johnny but Depp the was shots, really good in that movie. huh? Johnny Depp was really good in that movie. <laughs> but it, the um, the shots are gorgeous, and um, and the the whole movie is just so good. They they he apparently took a lot of parts from different westerns that he loved and put them in there, and just like you can feel the love in that final movie final western that he did before he went on to to other things uh so that's one that i highly highly recommend um if, if you haven't seen any the good the bad and the ugly is a great great one to watch uh outlaw josie wells butch Cassidy and the sundance kid there's um, a lot there's of so many so many good ones if you're into like the newer stuff like i said earlier deadwood is a great uh tv show hell on wheels is really good appaloosa the new true gear Dances with Wolves. I love that movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. and that's another one that's not a uh, conventional western, like you know. Yeah, but I get where you can come with that on the tones. Yeah, yeah. Um, Last the Mohican. Reversed yeah. cowboy. Yeah, movie. reverse cowboy <laughs> movie from the other guys. Well, cool, man. That's some that's some good stuff. I I I like I said I have grown a very big appreciation in the later years about it. So I'm on a, I've got a I've got a very long list here of westerns that I recommend. I know. I'm going to put a uh put some links in our Ray show notes. I have those lists and I and I'm really bad at narrow, narrowing them down. So I'm going to put a list in the uh show notes sure. that you can check out and maybe get into some westerns you hadn't seen before. Let us know what you like. I and I'm always kind of curious because like to me uh, the younger generation and I think it's just westerns or something you kind of mature into um yeah but it's almost something that you don't could be lost because it was such a time frame well that has we're living in this time right now where superhero movies are huge yeah. back when my dad grew up western yeah. movies were huge that was the superhero design. yeah you went home and you listened to zorro yeah and superman funny enough he was there in the 40s yeah he was too. but like you know the cowboys were very big so like they grew up and they had their era. Like as you look, I mean, there there was a time where like super or uh, westerns were all over the place. That's all there was, yeah. yeah. And then it fizzled out. And then they come back every couple of years. They'll put out a golden one. Yeah, and there'll be a couple of other ones that are really good. And yeah, just and that's it. But um, but yeah. All right, man. Good stuff. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Nerds Who Get Laid with a new segment that we'll only do this one time, so it's not technically <laughs> a segment. We're going to talk about something that's near and dear to uh, Ray and TJ's heart. Mike and me probably don't give two shits about it. Actually, I, I take it back. I'm somewhat interested in this. Uh, Marvel is rebooting. Yeah. They are putting a Kickstarter in, and they're <laughs> just rehauling this whole thing. How many years of Marvel is this? 60? So it's 1961. 60. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah. So 50. They're flushing oh. it down a toilet. Everything you love, all those storylines, <laughs> characters, fuck them. Taking it to zero, baby. <laughs> Year zero. So I'm just going to flip it over to uh, – because, I mean, I will say TJ and Ray are, have a lot of stuff going on. A lot of have a out. lot to say so about So hold that. on. I'm going to get out my timer here. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mike were talking, not Ray and TJ. This is totally Mike's idea that I'm stealing as my own. I'm going to set the timer for 30 seconds just to let you guys just, just get it all out of your system. The bitch oh, are we getting first. it all out? Oh, the uh, yeah, Just get it out of bitch. You got 30 seconds to bitch, and then we're going to just talk about the facts. Ready? Go. Well, we're probably going to get Jean Grey back. We're probably going to get Wolverine back. We're probably going to get Professor Xavier back. Blah. Why is that going to happen? We would have had that anyway. It would have happened eventually, but this is all. This is going to bring all of them at the same time, I think. I, I don't know where this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing. It's, it could go either way. It's according to how they handle it. Because yeah. th- this could be either really good to clean the slate or this could like just screw up everything again. 30 seconds. All right. I don't want to hear any more complaining. Okay. <laughs> so basically what we have going on here. Just the facts. Secret now. Wars is coming up in Marvel. Um, how do we know about it if it's secret? It's very secret. Yes. Uh, free comic Super book- top secret. Free comic book day, uh, Secret Wars number zero will be the free comic book from Marvel, one of the ones that you can pick up, and that'll like kind of set up everything. Marvel Universe, as we've known it since 1961, is basically going to be over. Uh, Hickman in New Avengers has been doing this stuff where different universes are colliding, and this is going to be kind of where this concludes. 616 and the Ultimates Universe, which I think is 1610. I'm not sure. Like that, are going to be colliding and when they finally collide it's going to form something called battle world where uh <laughs> every world in the i know every world in the marvel every world in the marvel universe multi multiverse uh will be destroyed with pieces of each forming battle world um so all the teachers that we got from san, san diego comic-con with um uh age of ultron days of future past world war hulk those are all going to be different segments parts of yeah. battle world uh and what will remain afterwards will Vince be Vince McMahon brings you battle world on WWE it does what, sound a lot like it that, does. doesn't it what what will uh what's going to be left is going to be the Marvel universe there's from what we know not going to be a 616 anymore it's just going to be this one universe so it's not going to be a reboot it's going to be like a uh they're going to kind of combine things together that they give a shit about yeah so what's this mean to your favorite characters? Well, the one thing that this does mean, my favorite story ever from Marvel was Age of um, Age of Apocalypse, which was four months. Uh, Professor Xavier dies for four months. They put out all these comics for all the 48 X-Men comics they were doing at that time. Um, and it was all in an alternate alternate dimension where Apocalypse, Xavier was never around, so Apocalypse came to power. 
that's one of my favorite storylines ever. And a few of those characters have come over to the 616 universe, but there's a possibility we could get some more of them. Nothing to add on that, TJ? No, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to think of how there's some good and some bad on it. Um, Miles Morale, a lot of people love him in uh, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. I think out of this, that's the one main thing that everyone's like, okay, well, we know this is happening, so at least Miles is going to come to um, the, six, or the normal Marvel Universe. Yeah, I mean, there's some, uh, again, like I said, that's a good thing. Um, bad side of it, you probably get Gwen Stacy coming back. They're heavily hinting at that. Well, and Spider-Verse has been going on, and um, Spider-Gwen is getting her own series right now, which is also kind of like, they're booting. Sucks for her. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's from an alternate dimension, and people, I don't know when this happened, that like Gwen Stacy became this huge fan thing the, the, the movie that's that must be yeah um that's why they're doing it i mean at the yeah time, it's what's popular yeah but like the and spider gwen in the comics is really cool but like you had you had said earlier like if you bring gwen back and you bring uh, uncle ben back it kind of destroys defeats what peter yeah has become only i mean you only ben i want to see is ben riley scarlet spider yeah where's he been he's in the nineties? No, he's he's around, he's, didn't he? I thought he was dead or gone. No. So, do you think they're matter. just going to rehash all these old storylines? Because it would be like they're going to ignore it. I think they're it going to take new the parts of from from the descriptions they're given. They're going to take parts of these stories that everybody loves, and they're going to incorporate them into the new Marvel universe. And mm-hmm. then the the junk that people didn't like, they're going to let it go to the curb. So you know what would maybe be nice is instead of we get Wolverine back, we get like Old Man Logan, and that's the Wolverine for our time now. It could be. I mean, yeah. and, that, and that's, and that's I think, is what they're going to try to do with it. I. So the new Marvel Universe sounds like an amalgam of the most popular storylines of characters. Yeah. I, um, I don't yes. know where that's Get going to. That's at least what Battle World's going to be. Yeah, I don't know what, because this, uh, this could be really, like ah, it could be good because it could clean the slate of a lot of the crap. Um, but uh, I think if you, the way I look at it, if you're going to start it over, start it over. You know, this is the this is the problem I this have is with a new fifty two. Yeah. Um, because you're sitting there, and you're picking and choosing what you're going to restart and what's not going to restart and what's going to. What continues on from the last thing and what and what started? I, I hate so much because when New Fifty Two restarted, I was like, "Oh, well, maybe I can finally pick up Green Lantern books and uh, see what that stuff's all about. That that'll be cool." But they're paradox proof. Paradox proof, which means which they, means that Jeff Johns had enough pull at DC to go, "Yeah, I don't want to just restart all my storylines." Yeah, and Grant Morrison was the same way. He's like, "Yeah, I don't want to restart all my stuff with Batman." Yeah. So you guys can ride around me. Which, I mean, that is the nice thing about this not being a complete hard reboot. I don't want to see, I cannot read another story about Peter Parker getting bit by a spider. Yeah, I'm I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm tired of seeing Professor Steve Rogers. Professor recruiting the X-Men. Yeah. Steve Rogers getting some super serum. Yep. All of that stuff. I'm done with those 
origin stories and everything. Bruce Banner getting blown up yeah. in a nuclear yeah. explosion. Well, the thing is, though, I, and like, because I was reading up on the new Fifty Two, like, uh, you know, with their reboot. I mean, it makes sense why they're doing it. They Marvel is the biggest thing right now. They got all these huge movies. And they got kids that want to jump in these comics, and kind of like how Mike has always said, it's it's a lot to jump into. It absolutely. When is. they do this, this is like here's your chance to jump in and not be left out. Did I didn't seem to have a problem when I was a kid. Doesn't matter. Did you have a problem when you what? were a kid? No, you, I just started picking them up. Yeah, I was about Nate, to say, did what you, you have got? A problem? Issue one or two, right? I mean, you guys were like, you know. no. Well, there's two no, things. Just, I mean, they probably want to grow bigger. So yeah. th- yeah. if they want to grow bigger, start putting comic books back in grocery stores again. Start putting comic books out where people can get Buy them, them and put them at yeah. an affordable price point. Because, uh, like, with when DC... Also, I think they're probably also trying to possibly align more with the cinematic universe. They yeah. said they're absolutely not doing that. Now, that's them <sighs> saying yeah, that. Bullshit. Now, uh, the, the one thing I will say is I think comics are more accessible nowadays than they were back when you could buy them in the grocery store because you only had access to those because now we have the internet. Yeah, you can, the problem is that is if, if a comic book, a physical comic book is $5 in the store, if I buy that comic book on um, online, on, it's $5. It's still $5. Well, their whole thing is like, just kind of backtrack. So when DC did their reboot in 2011, um, you know, I think DC usually has twenty to twenty percent of the market. Like Marvel definitely takes up a big chunk of that. Yeah, of I the think market. they got forty. They got up to forty-seven was yeah. their highest. Like that year, they had the highest. Con- uh, Justice League number one was the highest selling comic book. They sold like two hundred, three hundred thousand of there. But uh, one of the things that Marvel came and said is like, well, yeah, but those are like they com- they complained that it was hard issues because digital is what they want because those the hard issues can be resold and they went to print, but it was, you know, DC's idea was this will get them new leader or readership, and they did. And they, I think, uh, from that they went from like twenty to thirty percent. But, you know, DC, I think it made sense. Like they, you know, the, here goes a company that's kind of having a harder time to get people to read. So like, let's reboot everything. It was something that gained attention, so people looked at them for a while. Now they've gained, you know, uh, readership from it. Marvel's the bigger giant. This doesn't make as much sense for them to to, to feel the need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And again with rebooting everything all the time you're looking at Marvel it's like number 1, New Avengers number 1, they did just did Marvel now where they reset everybody at number 1 or whatever, right? So if I'm a comic book, if if I'm going into a comic shop and I want to start reading Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to read X-Men number 1. Well, which is X-Men number 1? Yeah. Well, and because and, and, oh. have you ever tried typing in X Men number one on Marvel Unlimited? No, I have not. That's a fun a lot experience. Comes, a lot. Comes <laughs> up. Well, because they have all the mini series and oh, everything yeah. like that. And the you're other like, thing what that the they hell do is going on that is probably good and also bad is um, all the time they'll put a one on their comic, but it's actually number fifteen. Yeah, because it's number one of this new storyline. Exactly, which is really frustrating for me. Um, and if you go look it up, it's actually number fifteen anyway. But uh, the number one is just on the front of the uh, the thing to show you that. Yeah, I don't think it. I I think it adds to confusion. It does. Um, no, when I was a kid and I started reading X Men comics or I started reading Spider Man or whatever, they were like started reading them. 
yeah, I was like, okay, you could just pick it up on a shelf. It was a self-contained story, but there was an overarching thing going on. They weren't set in six-issue blocks like comics are nowadays in order to sell a trade paperback yeah. six months down the road. Um, I think getting back to that type of thing, um, and I don't mean like putting – when I say putting comics back to grocery stores, I just mean making them accessible to people again. Yeah. And I don't think this makes them accessible. More people now want them than ever before. Uh, on the Reddit subreddits that I'm on, the Marvel ones and the DC, almost every day there's about five people that are like, I want to read blank. Where do I start? Or I want to get into comics, but I don't know where to start. And that's the thing. Uh, even for myself, like when you know, I was a kid, when I used to walk into a comic store, it it's a lot to just grab an issue and then jump into that storyline. Well, uh, the few comics stores that are around here that I can go to, when you walk in, it is, it's an out of control experience because there are just issues upon issues. No. I want ba- I I like Batman. I want to read Batman. Well, which of the thirteen comics or whatever yeah. do you want to read? If what? you want to get readers, folk get one comic out. Don't have thirteen different Batman comics. Well, they don't make as much money then. Yeah, yeah. So that'll never. You know, what? if you want, if if. It's a balance. And like I said, I understand yeah. like Marvel's huge right now. This makes so much sense for him because it's a vice for at, at one point I'm like, I don't get it. But at the same time, all right, here they have all these new le- readership. Here goes, if you've ever wanted to read comics and it's been too intimidating, you didn't want to do it. Yeah. Boom. Here goes your chance. And their and numbers I, are going to skyrocket. This I don't is think all that's the play. reason they're doing it. I oh, think that's absolutely the reason. No, 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 no. I think the reason is to get people to buy them. Which is money. There well, I think that's just a thing that's going to come out of it. That's a reason a business, to do it now. Right? It's 100% no, I know about that. money. I, I'm not saying it's not about money. I'm saying I don't think they're rebooting so new people will get the thing. I get the issues. I think that I think this so. reboot, they can get that out of it. So it's one positive aspect of we can reboot all of this. Guess what? When we do that, it makes things more accessible to all these people that – didn't know what a Guardian of the Galaxy is, but now loves them. So now there's going to be these number one issues that start off, this yeah. is the beginning of the thing, you can get into it now. To get people that were too intimidated to get into and make more money. Yeah. But I don't think that's the main reason. That, well, I don't think this... It, I think, I this think is it's 100% a, the main reason. No, but I, I think, think there's a lot of reasons to, to do it. You're going to have to do it another five years, though. That's the problem I have with it. If you're doing this... In another five to ten years, you're going to have to redo this again. And you're going to have to redo this again. DC's done it. Um, they did it in 1986, I think it was, uh, with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Um, they did it again in, um, what was it, uh, mid-90s? Zero Hour. It was Zero Hour. Um, they did it again with um, New 52. Mm-hmm. So I it's think every done ten it a years. Couple of other times too. Yeah, though. I think there's a couple other soft reboots in there, but generally it's been about every well, I ten think years. New Fifty Two was the only hard reboot they had, wasn't it? No, Crisis was a huge hard reboot. Was it? Yes. Okay. They took it, it, again. They did a similar thing to what Marvel's doing. They took their mm-hmm. multiverse, condensed it down to one universe. They changed their see, see, rules I see, on time I don't travel. See this as a hard reboot uh, for Marvel. I see this as more I of think a soft this is reboot. Completely a hard reboot. I have a hard reboot. I think you start, you cut across, cut off everything that happened before and start over. Which New Fifty Two was the most that we've gotten of anything like that. I feel like Oh, Crisis was definitely Crisis on Infinite Earths was a was a hard reboot. Was more so of a hard yes. Okay. Um, nothing counted before. 
No. Okay. Uh, everything was changed. Everything was different. And the impetus on, on doing it for uh, DC was their time travel stories had gotten out of hand. Which is definitely a thing in Marvel. And Superman had gotten out of hand. Well, yeah. <laughs> when you have a Superman, yeah. he's going to get out of hand. Exactly. And I understand, you know, six years continuity, it's going to... The the best thing they could do, though, let the characters age. Yeah. Let them age, let them get old, and bring in a new crop of heroes or something. I know Spider-Man's going to sell, Spider- and you got to have a Spider-Man. Well, and it I doesn't think- necessarily have to be Peter Parker in which Miles Morales has has proven, yeah. you don't have to have Peter Parker. Which everyone at Marvel probably almost died at that, but they killed off Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe and Miles Morales. Like people love him, yeah, and are okay with him being the Spider Man. They killed off Peter Parker and Doctor Octopus was the Spider Man, and people flipped their shit, but people were into it, yeah, afterwards because the because they had good writing on it. The other thing, Hickman's been working on this stuff. New um, Avengers has been dealing with this for probably like two years, maybe three years. So this, uh, I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that Marvel decided last month that they were going to oh, do no, this. Oh, no, this has been They've in been the works. building this for a while. Yeah, all new X-Men's been, yeah, oh, been yeah. heavily hinting at it. Well, yeah, because the X-Men can't go back in time. Why can't we go back in time? And then you have all these incursions going on. Then you had that rift that was broken open during Infinity or... Annihilation, I don't remember which one of the two. So there have been a lot of hints at this the last at least five years, I would say. Yeah, they've been working on this towards this for a while. So um, hopefully they put in their due diligence on it, and it's going to... I don't think they have. <laughs> it's going to show. <laughs> Mike, are you finally going to jump in now? Here I don't know what chance. to say. <laughs> Here's your chance. No, 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 in the comics. Oh, oh. Here goes your chance. Like, you know, like... Well, I mean, are, is it... Is it actually a reboot? Yeah, I mean, or they just, or they just, uh, I don't know, because I, I mean, if, if they mash all the worlds together, there'll still be continuity from those universes, right? I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be as cut and dry as that. I, I think it's a, it's a best of stuff just to keep the old fans in, invested. I think. But everything, I think it's going to start from scratch. I think you're going to see another well, Spider-Man origin story. I think they have to explain what is actually real now, and I think I think that's what the miniseries did, is for. Well, no, and now, I think that's what the tie-ins are for. Yeah. After that, though, when they when they start the number ones, it's going to be your number that's one. That's it. That's it. Now they're they're did starting you over. Hear, I thought I had read that Secret Wars was going to last somewhere between nine and twelve months. Did you see that anywhere? I'm. I could be completely off. I thought it was six, but maybe it's six. That's still a long damn time because that puts you starting off the beginning of next year. Six. Uh, if it's six, that they're the the things that are going on right now. The comics are all new X Men, X Men, Spider Man, or Amazing Spider Man. All that stuff during Secret Wars is going to stop. It's yeah. going to become something different. Yeah. Um. So that's. That's a hell of a event. Yeah, I think in January, that's uh, January of next year. I think that's your number ones. Everybody starts over in January because it start the event starts in May, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Secret Wars starts um, in May with zero recall. issue. I think it is. I think that's March. Well, Comic Book Day is in. I thought it was in March. In May is it in May? Okay, yeah, it's, it's May. one of those. M it's months. the first Saturday or second Saturday in May every year. Okay, 
Are we going to go to a comic book day? Free comic book day? Are y'all down with as that? a group? Yeah, get off. Hell I'll yeah! I'm I, I'm going again. We went last year. Me and Allison drove around to multiple comic book stores in Jacksonville and had a blast. So yeah, I think we should go as a group. I think um, it'll be awesome. Well, all right. What do you? What, what I mean? What are your thoughts on this, Nate? Because you're a DC guy. It will yeah. be slightly less boring than work. <laughs> I mean, for me personally, um, I, I, I'm interested. Uh, it's It seems like such a big thing because I have no idea what's going on in the Marvel Universe. So right now, all Marvel to me is doing is, is spreading confusion what a, to the non-fan because there's all this stuff that they're talking about. And, and then they throw out a, a word called or a, a universe called Battle World. <laughs> and, and you're on board. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't watch TNT movies, bro. You know, like I'm not going to be there. So for me, I... I t- it, it doesn't seem interesting. Uh, once it comes through, if there is some you know, uh, issue ones or something like that, I'll probably go pick some up to see yeah. what it's about. I um, one of the fun things that happens at my house sometimes because I read a lot. Seems of like comics. a money play. It, yeah, it is definitely. Um, has a stroke. It one of my one of the fun things that happens is Allison will ask me a question about comic book stuff, so she'll. Who's Hope Summers? Something like that. Oh Jesus God! And. <laughs> I just talked to her for two hours on like the Summers family tree and all of this stuff that happened with, you know, M Day and all and then um two hours later get to say and that's who Hope Summers is. <laughs> so I, I hope it's like cooked dinner and yeah, everything. It's like, she's like been asleep for three hours. Yeah. Like, Jesus, I've only been talking just, for two. I just want to know who she was. Like, yeah. All yeah. All right, that's interesting enough. So tell us what you think at Twitter. Yeah, we're doing a Twitter thing. Yeah, at the Twitter, yeah. at the Twitter, you okay. can go to the Twitter dot com. Yeah, you don't, heard the ad at the beginning there. of the podcast. Just do it at Nerds Get Laid on Twitter. We got a giveaway. We, we got, got a we giveaway. Need to, we need to start posting that stuff up because uh, we have right now the first issues of Star Wars on the Marvel, which reboot. is which is great. We got a awesome dancing baby Groot pop vinyl. Yeah, yep. it's. Very cute. The cutest all, thing I've ever seen. All the and kids. It, have we figured out? We had another thing to give away. What, uh, what, did we? Did we ever figure that out? No, I think we were talking about it, and we never decided 100% what we were giving away. We got one more thing. One more thing. Away. You're going to get these yeah. two awesome things. Those are awesome in themselves. Yes. virginity. Yeah. He's been wanting to give that away. You can't give that away, yeah, actually. You can't give it away. We'll pay you. So, like I said, follow us on uh, Twitter. Listen to the ad again at the beginning of the episode. Ray. Listen to the ad at the beginning of the episode. Make sure to put it on there. And uh, thank you guys It was on last week's, wasn't it? I didn't listen to last week's. Oh, come on, you guys. I don't listen to our podcast. I know it's Also, we're, we're posting up some new stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Some more yes. YouTube content. What on YouTube? YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. If you keep on that, we're going to try uh, our damnedest to actually put up some good content up there. Uh, TJ's been doing some great stop motion Oh, gosh. Stuff. Some Transformers stop and motion. And he actually uh, showed me a preview of uh, his review, and I'm very excited about that. Thank you. Uh, I think cool. that's really cool. And then uh, you're always going to see some weird shit for me. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's always doing weird shit. And we have the, uh, if, you, if you don't know who the hell Ant-Man is, like most of the other people in the world, we have a why should I care about Ant-Man? Yeah. Um, four and four minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah. We've got a few other things. Minutes. All yeah. of that stuff is going to be linked in the podcast information. A lot of that is, yeah, a lot of that's what me and Nate were talking, and, and we're going to try to keep our YouTube stuff under five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, That absolutely. way you can jump in on a poop break. Because all it, of my out. YouTube stuff will be 38 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, that's it for Nerds Get Laid. Sometimes. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next Monday. Nerds.